Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parshas Mitzorah. And Mitzorah continues on the topic that we began on last week's Parsha, Parshas Tazria, regarding the the individual, the Ish, stricken with Tzara'as, the individual who is spiritually ill, the individual who has gauged in negative behaviors, and as a result is afflicted with Tzara'as, this physical malady, but really represents a state of spiritual illness. And in Parshas Mitzorah, the Torah focuses on the purification of this individual. And so the Torah says, and this is in Perik Yudalit, Pasuk Dalit, chapter 14, verse 4. Here are the ingredients for the purification process. The coin commands the individual who is coordinating the purification process for the Mitzorah. You have to take two birds. Two birds are part of the sacrificial offering. Ultimately, again, eight Erez, a piece of cedar wood. Shnito la'as, ultimately a piece of red wool, or a piece of wool, we'll call it. Ve'ezov, and Ezov is a hyssop plant, small little plant. So Rashi HaKadosh says something amazing. Rashi says there must be a symbolism to all of these things. So Rashi says, why does he take a cedar, a piece of cedar wood? Remember again, the Erez, the cedar tree, is a large and mighty tree. Why does a person speak Lashon Hara? Remember, the person contracted Saras, according to the Gemara, because they spoke Lashon Hara. So why does a person speak Lashon Hara? Why does a person feel a need to slander another? So sometimes it can be a feeling of an inferiority, but sometimes it's just good old arrogance. I just feel like I'm better than someone else. So because I feel like I'm better, I have the right to talk about them. I have a right to demean them. There's Gaiva. There's Gaiva. So included in the purification process is the cedar tree, Ultimately, again, highlighting the idea that the, the, at the root of the mistake, at the root of the mistake, at the root of the chait of the Mitzorah, was gaiva, was arrogance. On the flip side, what do you have? Again, you have the, the azov, the hyssop plant. The hyssop plant is a tiny little plant, small plant. So, on the most basic level, according to Rashi, Rashi seems to say that these two ingredients are there to kind of highlight what I am and what I need to be. What I am is unfortunately arrogant like a cedar. What I need to be is as humble, ultimately, as the Hissa plant. But there is a beautiful idea by the Chidush in the Ger Rebbe. And the Rebbe says, but here's the problem. Everything included in the purification process, I would think, really speaks to the mistake, right? The goal of purification is to remedy the mistake and seems to address the core of the mistake. So at the end of the day, I understand, says the Chidu Sharon, the need to include the cedar tree because gaiva arrogance could be a driving force and a person speaking Lashon Hara. But ultimately, the Hissa plant seems like a good thing. Remember, even as Rashi says, my goal is to emulate the Hissa plant, to be low, not be lowly, I mean lack of self-worth, but to be humble. But why is it included in the purification process of the Mitzorah, asks the Chidu Sharon. And the Rebbe says something absolutely beautiful. He says, listen to these words, Sometimes a person needs to atone for humility as well. And the Rebbe goes on to explain something so incredibly beautiful. Sometimes humility is a sin. When is humility a sin? How could we say that? Humility, we extol that midah, we extol that virtue. It's one of the most incredible midos of Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Chidush Arim, it's true. Anova, humility is a good midah. But sometimes anava, humility, makes people think that you're not worth anything. 
makes people think that they can't accomplish anything. That a person says, who am I? Who am I? Come on. I can't move the needle in this world. I can't make a difference. I'm one person. I'm a face in the crowd. So you look, look at you could look at that and you say, wow, another humility. Says the Kedushim, it's true, it's humility. It's called sinful humility. Sinful humility is when you think you can't make a difference. Sinful humility is when you think you cannot affect change. Sinful humility is when you think that your actions have absolutely no repercussions or no effect or impact on anyone but yourself. It's humility. It's just called sinful humility. And therefore, says the Chinu Sharim, when the Mitzorah comes along and does his purification process, he has to purify himself, or he has to atone for the Erez, for the cedar-like arrogance, but he also has to atone for the Azov, for the hyssop-like sinful humility. The thought that I don't matter, because sometimes people speak Lashonara, just like people engage in a whole variety of sinful activities because they think, hey, I'm just one guy. What does it matter? What does it really matter? At the end of the day, what I do or what I don't do doesn't really impact the universe. <laughs> doesn't even impact you know, my, my immediate Daladamas. Doesn't impact anyone outside of me. And that's sinful humility. You have to atone for arrogance, says the Chidush Arim, and you have to atone for sinful humility. And what an incredible Yisod. That as sinful as arrogance is, so excessive humility to the point that I think my actions don't matter, that's an Avera also. That's sinful, and that requires atonement. And how often is it that the whole psychology of sin, right? We're smart people. We're good people, we're holy people, yet we commit Averos. I've often thought that deep down, it could only be based on my own, my own experiences, deep down I think it's because we think, I can just do this and it doesn't really matter. Maybe it'll impact me, but beyond me there's no fallout. That's sinful humility. That's thinking that my actions don't really matter, my actions don't make a difference. But everything we do makes a difference. The Rabbi Menilchos Tshuva quotes the beautiful Gemara that says, Li olam yira adam person should always view himself as half righteous and half culpable. And if I go ahead, and he should also view the world, the world in its entirety, half righteous, half culpable. And the Gemara says, the Ramam quotes in Hilchos Tshuva, if a person does one mitzvah, he tilts not only his own scales, but universal scales, litov for good. And if Chasushal I do one Avera, I tilt my scales and the scales of the world. Now, is it a metaphor? Probably. Probably, but just because it's a metaphor doesn't mean that it's not true. That what the Gemara, what the Ram is trying to highlight to us is that we matter. We matter, and what we do matter, and we walk through life with this sinful humility, thinking that what I do doesn't have an impact, what I say doesn't have an impact, how I behave doesn't have an impact, and it does. You know, there's a young man from my shir, Ori Strom, who told me something so beautiful. He mentioned to me the idea that, you know, this Shabbos is Shabbos HaGadol. Shabbos HaGadol. And there's a lot of discussion as to why it's called Shabbos HaGadol. And he's suggesting, and I think it's such a beautiful Ha'ara, that this is the Shabbos that we went from Kitanim to Gidolim. You see a cut and a child. What he does or what he doesn't do, true, it doesn't really matter all that much. And it's this Shabbos that we transition. We recognize ultimately, again, our personalistic greatness, our personalistic importance, but along with that also comes a recognition that what I do matters. What I do matters. Enough with the sinful humility. Enough with thinking I'm a face in the crowd. Enough with thinking that my actions impact me and only me.
What I do impacts you. What I do impacts my family, my community, my people, and in reality, on some level, the entire world. The beautiful insight of the Chidush Yarin. We have to atone for arrogance and we 